many of you have a skincare regimen? If you don't, I want to encourage you to invest in one. And there's so many products out there. It can be really hard to know which product is right for you. I want to encourage you to go to theskinspot.com. We are partnering with the skin spot and I'm offering you 20% off of everything at the skin spot using the code BE20. That's BE20 and save 20%. You can get skin medical products, skin suitcles, revision skincare, L to MD, Clarisonic. If you don't know what you should have, well, just ask for a free virtual skincare consultation. How cool is that? And Dr. Nazarian and her team will cue you up and they will tell you exactly what you need. So go over to theskinspot.com, use the code BE20 to save 20% on all your purchases and really invest in yourself. Hi friends, welcome to the Brave Enough Podcast. Grab some coffee, sit back or enjoy your drive and let's get authentic, real and into the good stuff. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut, and I'm so excited to hang out with you today, where we're going to talk about life and work and all the messy stuff in between. So get ready. In Season 2, Episode 41, Sasha interviews Dr. Katrina Ubell, host of the popular Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Hello, friends. I am excited you're here today. I just want to first say, I hope you're doing well. I know these times are rough and they're difficult. And I'm hearing from a lot of women that we are overwhelmed, we are overworked, we are exhausted. I hear you, and I want to offer you a solution. This September, I have put together an amazing weekend, a virtual conference called the Brave Enough Elevate Summit. And the cool thing is, you can experience this in the comfort of your own home and get in some pajamas. (laughs) And spend some time really just being inspired, encouraged, rested, and motivated and seeing such amazing content online that you can be a part of all on demand. And then we're going to have some live QA sessions. This is literally what I am looking forward to this fall. I cannot wait for this summit. It is going to be awesome. I have 30 women who are having amazing conversations and just elevating us. I mean, who doesn't need that right now? I know I do. So I am inviting you, all of you to join me for the Brave Enough Elevate Summit. Go to becomebraveenough.com at the top. You can clip, clip right on that bar and just join us. It's going to be amazing. And I promise you, you're going to leave inspired, encouraged with hope. And the cool thing is like, if you can't participate all weekend, that's okay. It's on demand. It's at your fingertips. So when you're walking, when you're on your commute, when you're going to work, when you're exercising or just, you know, you're feeling a little funk, you can listen to 25 minutes of elevating powerful conversations to boost your spirits and bring us to 2021 with hope. So go to become brave enough and check it out. I hope to see you then. Welcome to the Brave Enough Show. I am super honored to have an amazing guest on today. She is well known in medicine and outside of medicine uh, for being a certified life and weight loss coach. Her name is Dr. Katrina Ubell. She is a board certified pediatrician who had a life altering change where she lost weight and changed her mindset and then really started teaching and educating people on how to have sustained weight loss in their life. And she has an amazing podcast that I personally listen to. Um, She's just a really amazing person who helps busy doctors prioritize their health. And so I'm so honored to have Dr. Katrina Ubell on the show today. Welcome to the show. 
Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. (laughs) Uh, We've just been chatting before the show on all things COVID related and how it's just been challenging for us to reorganize our workday and really our mindset about being in our house and working all day and turning off the the go and the stop and setting boundaries. And I was just thinking as we were talking, probably a lot of this is mindset work right now. All of us are facing, and Mm -hmm. this is very similar to what you teach in your program. So tell us about, tell us about your program and why it helps so many people. Yeah. I mean, so here's the thing. Like I was always as an overweight doctor who just struggled, like I would gain weight and lose it. I'm a lifetime Weight Watchers member. Like I could never figure out how to keep the weight off. And it wasn't until I learned that it was actually my brain that I had to work on that I was able to actually solve the problem for good. And that's exactly what I teach people to do in, uh, in my program. It's called Weight Loss for Doctors Only because I help MD or DO women physicians who are in clinical practice to lose weight, but more importantly, to lose with the weight and keep it off forever. The the difference here is that like there's so many different ways that you can eat to lose weight and and I'm open to all of them. If you have, find something that works for you, that's awesome. The question is if you still are struggling with your weight, why? Why, right? Like if I were willing to to count points for the rest of my life, then I wouldn't <laughs> ever have a problem, right? So, why did I have a problem? Cuz I wasn't willing to count points. Well, so why wasn't I willing to count points? Mm. Well, because honestly, I wanted to use food and sometimes alcohol to make myself feel better, to numb the stress of the day. I didn't know that my brain was really creating my experience. I was, you know, when I think back to just the way I was living my life as a pediatrician in a great practice, I mean, honestly, on paper, I had nothing to complain about at all. It was so stressful. It was very, very hard for me. I kept thinking I just didn't have systems in place. Like I just didn't know, like I hadn't found the right eating plan. Like I just hadn't found the right guru or whoever I needed, somebody who was just going to kind of show me the way. And it really was becoming clear to me as I was approaching 40, I'd had my last kid, I'd lost the baby weight weight, and sworn to myself, I would not gain it again, gained it again. And I was like, okay, I think there might really be a problem here. (laughs) Like I have to think about something, I have to find something totally different or, and I do just want to bring this up, I kind of gave myself two paths. I was either like, listen, you either need to do something totally different than what you've done before, or maybe you need to just work on accepting the fact that a lot of people just gain weight as they get older. Mm. And maybe that could be okay. And I did give myself that option, right? I think it's important to look at it, not like you have to lose weight so you can be acceptable and so that you can be, you know, a valuable, worthwhile human being, right? Right. That has like, literally those are two completely separate things, right? Some of us just want to lose weight because we feel better in our bodies. We have more energy. We sleep better, right? right? We have, you know, we want to try to avoid some health problems that can come from being overweight or things like that. That's a great reason to lose weight. But most of us are like, and also I'm finally going to think I'm awesome, right? right, (laughs) Right? right, Like I'm finally going to want to have sex with my husband. I'm finally going to, you know, get that promotion. I'll have all the confidence that I always wish I had. Like all of that stuff comes from your brain. Right. That's what we have to understand is that difference. And so what I really help people in my program to do is to understand that what we have to look at is your brain. Yes. Do I help you to lose weight? Absolutely. But to be totally frank with you, 
that's like the least interesting part for me. I'm like, yeah, okay, let's clean up your eating. Totally. We'll get you, you know, I always, I always have everybody create their own plan that works for their own specific lifestyle, obviously with assistance, but there's not one doctor who has the same schedule. Everybody's got all kinds of crazy, right? Like you're up at night, you're not, your shifts rotate. You can't eat for nine hours straight. You can't whatever, right? Or there's food in front of you constantly, right? Like everybody's got something different. So I help each client to figure out exactly how to make it work for them, which is how you keep it off permanently, right? When you create your own plan and you like your plan and you're willing to follow your own plan because you created it as a solution to your specific life, it's actually easy to follow it. But then we dig into the real work, which is, okay, why, what is so intolerable in your life that you need food and maybe alcohol to make it better? Mm. And let's just work on fixing that and go from there. Like I, you know, I know you were talking about in your, in your recent book, which congratulations, by the way, you're talking about the, the likability trap and you know how we want people to like us. But Mm -hmm. what I find is that most of us don't like ourselves Mm -hmm. really when it comes down to it. Right. So why do we want everyone to like us so much? Because we don't like ourselves. So like, if we don't like ourselves, maybe someone else can, and then maybe we're okay if other people like us. Right. Right. Yes. And I think, I think, I think it's really interesting because, um, you know, I struggle with these two thoughts all the time that I have to tell myself like, okay, one, one side is like, I, I'm a very confident person. I actually love myself. Like I, I, I love myself, but if you ask me, do you love your body? That's a different that's a different answer. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I always have to tell myself like loving my body is something I have to, I'm practicing. I'm in the practice of loving my body and I am accepting my body because I live in a world that is Instagram and, you know, Mm -hmm. media and everything has been ingrained in me that this is what you should weigh. And if you go five pounds up, you're failing. Right. And I have to strip that away. So like loving my body is an active process that I'm constantly every day affirming myself and reminding myself. Now, if you say like, do you love Sasha? I'm like, yes, I actually really love myself. (laughs) Like, you know, and I say that and I own it. I, I, you know, but gosh, I have to really work hard. So I, about loving my body. So I think Mm -hmm. that it's really important that you recognize that like, you can, you can love yourself and still have a struggle of loving your body and it's okay. It's a, it's a thought thing. It's a mindset thing. It's, you know, I recognize in myself, like when I'm struggling with body image, it's typically because I've been on social media too much or Mm -hmm. because I'm in taking images that tell me, Oh, you have thighs that aren't perfect or whatever. Um, and so I love that you teach your, you coach people on it's in your mind because for, I know it's in my mind. So yeah. I love that you're not right. like, you're, eat this, eat that. You, oh, yeah. you can only oh, have gosh, four ounces no. of this. Cause that's not no. the, where the problem no. lies. No. And here's the thing. When you truly love yourself and love your body, you don't want to eat more food than it needs. Right. Cause that's, that's yep. dishonoring 100%, your body. hundred percent. Right. Like when people talk about like, you know, like micromanaging everything and like, you know, you need to have all this control. I mean, I do think for some people like weighing and measuring can be very helpful for them. It actually can really eliminate a lot of chatter. And for certain people, I think it really can be useful, but I still think it's a good thing to spend time 
actually learning how to re-inhabit your body, which of course, as doctors, what do we do? We learn to live in our heads completely. I always think of like, we decapitate ourselves. We <laughs> we're like ignoring everything that's happening in the body. You have to pee too bad. Doesn't matter. You know, like, like you're too tired, too bad. Like it doesn't really matter what signal your body is sending to you because your brain is taking over here. You have to learn how to re-embody your actual body and learn to live in it and, and, and be it. And so that you can then access it and go, Hey, you know what? Do I need, like just last night, my family slept out in a tent. <laughs> I slept in the house <laughs> and we were making s'mores. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to have a s'more. You know, if I check in, I mean, would a s'more taste good? Yes. But does my body need a s'more right now? The answer was no. Right. Right. Because I was willing to listen and you have to learn how to, how to do that kind of thing. And the other thing I just want to mention, just to backtrack what you're saying about the body image is that with, we think that when we're thinking about our bodies or what we say about our bodies or that internal dialogue is just a rundown of the facts, right? My thighs aren't the right size, whatever. I have wrinkles. I hear all of it, saggy skin, whatever all those things are. What we don't realize that the, is that those are all thoughts, they are all totally optional. Yep. Your body is neutral. Yeah. It is just a body, right? Like that's what I always yep. say about food. I'm like, food is neutral. It literally just sits there. Like it doesn't right. have any control over you. Yes. And your body is just your body. So, and here's, you know, something I'll share this. Sometimes I'm a little like, does this kind of sound crazy? But I don't know if you've ever had this experience where I, where you, you know, if you've gotten on the scale and maybe the scale's down like a pound or two or something, and then you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm feeling good today. And you like, look at, you know, your body and you're like, oh, that's looking a little smaller and you're feeling good about yourself. And then, you know, the next day it maybe goes up or a couple days later it goes up and you feel like you look at yourself and you feel like you're huge. Yes. I'm like, you know what, that little incremental change is not even recognizable on the body. Right. <laughs> I remember thinking to myself, like getting out of the shower and having this realization of like, you know what? I think it really is just my thoughts. Yes. <laughs> like even totally what is. my eyeballs show me varies based on what my brain wants to see. Right. Yes. If I want to see, if I want to, if the meaning I want to make uh, out of what I see on the scale is that my body looks smaller, I will see a smaller body. And I remember thinking like, what if I always look this way? And I just don't know, like, right. I just can't see it sometimes. Right. Well, and I think, I think I, for me, one of the things that I have learned and I love your podcast for this reason is like it, your thoughts, um, you know, you control your thoughts, obviously, um, they are neutral. You can, you can have any thought and live through them. Like you're not going to die having mm -hmm. thoughts, but on the same token, like you really, I mean, for me, I have daily affirmations. I have that and they change. I have post-it notes on my mirror, but mm -hmm. like I have to work on that just like I have oh, to, yeah. you know, if I'm going to learn something in anesthesia, I have to work on it. I have to read about it. Totally. Update myself. I have to practice, I have to practice yeah. and I have to practice my thoughts because they mm -hmm. really truly matter. Like they matter yeah. about how I speak to people through my day, what I eat, um, how I talk to my kids. It's not like I'm just this, I wake up this eternally positive person every day right. who loves myself right. and loves everybody. And I'm always positive. Like I have to really work on my thoughts. It's, it's an, you have to direct work. your brain. Yes. 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 You have to tell it what you want it to think. 
Yes. Because otherwise it will literally just bring up the craziest stuff. Like I sometimes talk about, you know, when they, when they have like the lottery, you know, like they're, they're like, they have the big ball. There's all the little balls inside that yes. have the numbers on it and they're all blowing around like all crazy and everything. And then they like hit a button and one of them sucks up and they're like 32, you know, right. like I always think of our brains as being that big ball. And, you know, instead of having like 60 of those, of those little balls in our brains, like if those were our thoughts, we have like 60,000 of those mm. and then all like your brain will just like hit the button and it's just like you're a piece of trash and you're like yes I am what <laughs> you know <laughs> and you might have right, so. and that the, the ball before may have felt really good and when you're walking down the street and then you see yeah. somebody else and you're like oh like you know what I'm right. saying like it's exactly. so you can't like, trust you're not it good enough yes. exactly. you're not good enough and if you don't direct your brain or at least if you're not aware enough to go like that's interesting that my brain's offering me that do I really want to think that way about myself what is the upside of me seeing someone on the street and then thinking negatively about myself. Yeah. Like there isn't one. Right. Okay. That's managing your mind, right? I'm not, so how do I want to think instead? Yeah. I'm going to just think instead that I can admire this woman and that doesn't take anything away from me. Mm-hmm. Just because she looks amazing doesn't mean I look like crap. Yes, exactly. Right? Yes. And but otherwise, you're if you don't direct your brain, you're just getting whatever happens to, you know, come up when you hit that button. Right. And, you know, it's funny because I remember, um, and I've told this story in the podcast before, but I remember a couple years ago, I had lost, um, I don't know, like 10 pounds or something. And I was feeling really good about myself. And I had a, uh, speaking a conference I was going to, and I, which I speak a couple times a month as you do. And, mm-hmm. um, there were a, a bunch of women there that came up after my talk and were introducing themselves to me. And one of them said, they follow me on social media and, and I'll never forget what she said. She said, she meant it as a compliment, totally meant it as a compliment, but she said to me, um, oh my gosh, I just love you. And I love, I love that I'm meeting you in real life. And I love that you're not super skinny. (laughs) 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 And I think she was saying like, I love that you're not perfect. Like you don't have this like perfect. You look like a normal human. You're a normal human. But in my mind, I like, I was devastated with that comment for like 24 hours. I had to like self coach myself. And then I was like, wait a minute, what was she saying? She was actually giving me a compliment. What she said in the words prior to that was like, she, she connected with me. She felt like I was an authentic person and that I don't try to be this, you know, I'm not like super skinny. And so I was obviously making her feel normal and she meant a hundred percent love with that comment. And she meant nothing bad with that comment, but my brain went like, Oh my gosh, here I thought I I've lost 10 pounds. I look so great and and I'm I'm, you know, I'm fat. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not attractive and I had to coach myself and then I thought, okay, I just let one th- statement create a thought that derailed happiness in my life for 24 hours. That was crazy. Yeah. And I go back to that all the time whenever somebody says something to me that, you know, is neutral. That statement she said was neutral. <laughs> It was actually positive if I looked at it that way. But I think it's so easy to let our body image or thoughts or other things that we think we, people are thinking about us or saying about us just derail our happiness. And I don't want to go through my life having my body size dictate my happiness. I just don't. Right. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And, and I think a lot of us though, what I find is a lot of us are like, Oh, I don't, I'm not that way at all. But when we really dig in mm-hmm. it, we totally do. And I find that with so many of my clients too, they're like, no, I have a totally positive opinion of myself. But when we really dig in and they're, they're like, guess what? I just found out. 
I don't like myself very much. I'm like, welcome to the club. This is like all of us as humans, you know, like to at least to, to some extent we have this, this, um, just kind of idea. Well, and especially I think with really high achieving women, we have this idea that like, if I just point out my flaws to myself and I beat myself up, then I do better. <laughs> and, and uh, many of us actually feel like we have evidence. They're like, no, listen, this is how I got through med school was beating the crap out of myself. <laughs> right. Like this is, this is how I got the grades that I did by being like really harsh and forceful with myself. And what we have to understand is like, you did all that despite you talking to yourself that that way, not because of you talking to yourself that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Okay. So I want to hear like, cause you help people with sustained weight loss. So give yeah. us like your, like, what is like the secret sauce? Like give us like one or two pearls that like, cause I know everybody's listening is like, oh my gosh, like how does she do or, like, this? How, what how does it? she help yeah. all these people for, you know, years and years keep the weight off? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, the first thing is you have to be willing to look at your brain. Mm-hmm. Many people, you, I, I always, I, I guess I'm, I'm pretty like open and willing typically. I'm like, Hey, if there's a solution. Like let's, I, I'll dive headfirst into the ugly. Like, let me just find out what it is. Not everybody feels that way. A lot of people are really like, mm, I don't know, that sounds scary or they're afraid of what they're going to find and they're not willing to look. But when you are, it's just like, <laughs> I kind of think of it like if you had like, you know, this closet and it was stuffed full of a whole bunch of crap. Right. And you're like, I don't even know. There might be like, you know, dead animals in there. I, I just, I'm just going to shut the door and not look. That's what we're doing with our brain. But if you actually just like open it up and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to piece by piece, have a look and work through all this. Like eventually I'm going to get to that place where I can clean out this closet. Like that's the brain. You find things that are serving you that you want to keep. And then you go in there and you're like, you know what, this, this way of thinking about this makes me feel so uncomfortable that no wonder I want to eat ice cream at night. (laughs) right so like how do I stop eating ice cream at night it's not to like get the halo brand you know or to you know the low carb kind or to you know just not have ice cream in the house it's to figure out why you want ice cream in the first place so what I find is that and I see this all the time with my clients especially when they have you know been maintaining for a while if they end up finding themselves struggling again I always ask them like so tell me what you're doing with your thought work practice and they're like oh yeah I'm not doing it And I always know that that's the answer, but you know, I don't want to make assumptions. And, and, and that's always like the first thing, if you are not willing to manage what's going on in your brain, if you aren't willing to look in there, Mm. you're just going to end up going back to your old habits. Like you don't necessarily have to do it like every single day, all the time. But I do also really encourage people like when things are going well for you is also when you want to be looking in there to find out like, what are you thinking that's making things go well? Right, right. Right. So that you can repeat that. It's not just like happening to you. Yeah. You're always creating your experience of your life. So if you want it to be good and positive more often than bad and negative, it would be helpful to know what creates the good and positive. Yes. Right. So if you're willing to just touch base with yourself, reconnect with yourself, which I think is, is just so important too, right? We're giving, giving, giving to everybody else and take that time to just, even if it's literally just a minute or two. Mm-hmm. They come in, what's going on for me? What am I feeling right now? Like what I love is when you've really done a lot of this work on yourself, as soon as you're like, oh my gosh, I want more than anything, some Oreo cookies. You're like, wait, I don't think this is about the cookies. What's going on for me? Right. You know, it's like, I always think of it like the canary in the coal mine, right? You're just sitting there thinking to yourself like, wait a minute. Like my brain is really interested in me eating a bunch of sugar. I wonder why that is. What's happening for me that 
is making me think that food is the solution. Like, what is the problem that that my brain is telling me food is going to solve? Well, and I because if it's not hunger, then you don't need food. Yes, and <laughs> I and I think it's you know something that you said that is so vital that I I talk about this in my book. I talk about this in posts almost every day. Is you know spending time alone with yourself. I think is the key to is the key yeah. to well-being. Um, because yeah. and you gotta learn to like being with yourself. I find you so many of my people, they're just like, but I just I can't be with myself. I'm like, it's hey, a that's scary what place to, work to be. On. Yeah. It's yeah. I think one of my favorite authors, Anne Lamont, said, My yeah, mind my mind is a a dangerous neighborhood that I rarely I don't want to go into alone. And it's so yeah. true. And I know the times in my life where I have been the the hottest mess, um I I have avoided any time alone with myself because I'm such mm-hmm. a mess that yeah. thinking about going inside, inside my brain is yes. terrifying. And yet I know, I know this about myself that those are the times that I must. And sometimes, yeah. um, I, I don't always do a good job of managing it. I, I know for me, um, and this is what I teach women that uh, take my master class is I have to have 30 minutes alone a day. Now, if I, that's not feasible some days. So I, but I know that that means I need about three and a half hours a week alone. So if mm-hmm. I don't get it in on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, I got to catch up. I just do. I mean, it's yeah. like, it takes me that long to clear my brain. And it's not like all your problems go away when you do thought work. But what comes is clarity. You go, Oh yeah, that relationship isn't good for me. Oh, I'm overcommitted to this. Oh, Mm -hmm. I ate this or drank a bottle of wine last night because I was avoiding this and it's time to face the music or whatever it is. Like you get clarity. Don't you feel like when you spend time alone? Oh, totally. And I mean, it's just, it's a chance for you. Can I just say one thing? Time alone doesn't mean like with your face in Netflix. No, <laughs> right? it doesn't like, at alone. all. No, I'm not at all. That's just, that's like <laughs> numbing like, behavior. Yeah. Yes. And, and, or even listening to an audiobook or a podcast. Right. Like sometimes I have to make myself like yes. shut it off. Yes. You know, Absolutely. so my brain's like wrestling with something and I want that break. I want to be able to just think about something else for a while. And it's like, no, stick with this find the solution. And then of course it always ends up coming. I think when you are, when you're, when you're able to get to that place where you know that you want to offer yourself love and compassion, or at least you want to learn how to do that. You're more willing to stay with yourself. Like you're not running away from yourself all the time, right? You're not like, I have this good friend. She is just like an absolute riot. She's just such a, a, just full of love and so fun. And one time she said to me, she's like, listen, I love being alone. You know why? Cause I am a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you should, she's like, I'll be walking down the street and I'll just bust out laughing because of something that I thought. And I'm like, right. Like that's, I always think of her as like my model in my mind of like, this is what we're striving for Katrina, right. To just be like absolutely enamored with ourselves. Right. Where we just are like, I love being with myself. I love just, I just think I, I am such an interesting, great person to be with. Like, maybe that's, that's why where I've been loving my, forward. maybe that's why I've been loving my walk so much is because, yes. um, I, we're all in this quarantine and like, we're all yes. staying home. And so, you know, there's five other people in this house. So even if I'm alone, I can never really be alone. And so right. I've been like yes. raving my walks because I'm by Me myself. Too. And Me like, too. I'll go for two hours yeah. or longer. <laughs> and I'm just like thinking and like, I get all these ideas. Yes. And I'm and like, I want to 
so run away. Yeah. Can I just run away? Mm-hmm. Can I be like a second I grader? <laughs> run away? Like, I, you're going to see me walking down the, the road with like a little knapsack one of these a days. Knapsack, right? <laughs> <laughs> Your mom gave you like a bag of crackers. And, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, Something exactly. that you took out of the pantry. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Well, but that time alone, it's, it's and the other thing you have to remember about time alone is it's never going to just show up. It's not going to be like right. where you're like, oh, this is my time alone. Yes. Like you have to plan for that and you have to defend it. Yes. Right. You have to know that you deserve to have that time, that this is something that helps you to be a better version of yourself to yourself, to be able to help all of those people that you love and help all the time. Absolutely. Like this is not optional. This is a requirement, just like it's a requirement for you to, you know, brush your teeth and take a shower, you know, most of the time. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And it's funny because, um, I think that it's something we can teach our kids. I know my kids, I always made them have quiet time in the afternoon when they were little. And then it kind of just kept going. Um, And certainly they, my kids are still like that. Like from one to three, if they're home and if if they're not at school or whatever, they're like, I'm having quiet time. And they just go to their rooms because I think they need to be alone. I think I'm hoping I've Mm -hmm. taught them that like they have to unplug. And, um, you know, when we go on vacation and we're not, we don't have rooms where everybody can escape. They're always like, I got to get away from everybody else. I'm like, I I see that in them. Like they too need that time alone. Mm -hmm. Totally. I mean, my, my oldest son who's 14, I mean, he, even years ago, I was always so impressed with him because, you know, the, the overachiever in me would be like, listen, should we sign you up for this thing too? Do you want to play this sport? And I remember him one time just being like, like pretty firm with me. Like, no, I want some, I need some time on the weekend to not have anything to do. And I was like, so proud of him. First of all, that he was willing to stand up to me because I was like, you're right. Thank you for putting me in my place. (laughs) I totally needed that, you know? (laughs) But also that he has the introspective ability to know that about himself. Yes. Right. And to say, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I need this time. And so I always think about that. I'm like, he really, he knows what his balance is. Like he, he would only stop trusting himself if I keep pushing him. Like, why would I want to do that? No, I want to let him know what works best for him. And we just allow it to be that. Yes, That's awesome. Well, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show. And I know there's people that are listening that will be so interested in hearing more about you and your programs and how they can connect with you. Share with our listeners how they can connect with you on social or through your courses, et cetera. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my podcast is weight loss for busy physicians. And I have, you know, as you lots and lots and lots of episodes. So it can really be a little overwhelming when you first find a podcast. You're like, where do I start? So I actually have a podcast roadmap that I would love for your listeners to check out. It's just 30 of the episodes that are the best for helping to get started with losing weight and getting control over your mindset around food. And, um, and so if you listen to one of those a day and start applying to applying it to your life by the end of the month, you're going to have some significant changes. So they can just find that by going to Katrina, forward slash brave. Awesome. And then I'll also on social, I'm on Instagram, coach Katrina, you MD. They can find me over there. That is awesome. Well, you are just uh, an amazing resource for so many people and you've just helped so many people, um, 
just change their lives. And I just want to say thank you because I know it's not easy work and it, it took a lot of courage for you to leave a practice that was, you know, set in stone and, you know, your future was mapped out and just carve your own path. So from one woman well, thank you. You as to well. another, I just want to say thank you for the work and thank you for being so courageous and, and just appreciate you coming so much on the show and chatting with yeah. me today. Well, thank you so much. It's been super fun. And um, yeah, it took too long for us to get together. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Well, if you were listening, I hope that we gave you some encouragement today. I hope that we challenged you to really examine inside your brain and to think about what's going on in there that is probably leading to some negative food behaviors. And I hope that we gave you some hope and inspiration and as to always to live brave. This episode of The Brave Enough Show was sponsored by theskinspot.com. Enter code BE20 to receive 20% off your purchase. This has been an HSG production.